Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co-host. We also have co-hosts Dr. Tim Hayes and Michelle Pichet. We will share with you the wisdom of the first century Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. We offer tools and support five days a week. We will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love in Aramaic, Brachna. Michael is the author of the book, Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information about the forgiveness process, please visit www.whyagain.org. And now, welcome to the show, Mind Shifters Radio. Hello and welcome to Mind Shifters Radio. I'm Tim Hayes. I'm your host for the first hour, and today is Thursday, January 19th, 2023. As always, we're grateful to everyone who's joining us here today, whether you're listening live or through the archives, as we spend another couple of hours teaching and supporting people in using some of the most powerful, effective, efficient, and accessible tools I've ever encountered. These tools are available absolutely free free through the tireless efforts of Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice on the website at whyagain.org. If you go to that website and click on the words that say start here in the upper left-hand corner, it will take you to a page where you can download and read Chapter 24 of Dr. Michael Rice's book. His book is titled, Why Is This Happening to Me Again?, That chapter of the book contains a narrative, description, and explanation of the primary tool in this work. That tool is called the Reality Management Worksheet, sometimes called the Reality Management Wake-Up Sheet. And it's a tool I've been using to great effect for over 18 years to improve the quality of my life and most of my relationships and to turn any negative emotional experience I have into part of the infallible guidance system that each and every one of us has been gifted. And if you go to that website, you can also download the actual worksheet process itself. It's a simple PDF file. Click the link, download it, print it off, copy it as often as you'd like, and use it over and over again absolutely free. You can also go to your app store and type in the three words, Heartland Aramaic Forgiveness. If you choose to do that, before you're done typing the word forgiveness, you'll see the glowing heart icon. If you tap on that, it will let you download a completely free and private app that contains the Reality Management Worksheet. It also contains an abbreviated version of that worksheet process, and it contains a copy of the Dragon Klingon game, which is a wonderful way to introduce these tools to even younger audiences. You can also download a whole host of audio files with shows just like this one, where people have been stepped through that worksheet process. And if you choose to listen to those It can serve as a tutorial to help you get maximum benefits from these tools in the shortest period of time. And what I'd like to say is we greatly appreciate when anybody does all of those things soon and often because it tends to improve the quality of people's lives when they learn these tools and apply them in their life. And it also tends to prompt comments and questions and answers and testimonials. And if you have any of those to share with us, 
please do so. Give us a call at 563-999-3581. And when you call that number and press 1, it'll put the little icon of a hand by your phone number. And I will see it. And in, hopefully in a timely fashion, turn on your microphone and announce you by your area code. If you're listening in the archives and you would like to reach out, you can email me at tjh at mindshifters-academy.org. Or you can email Jeannie at j-e-a-n-i-e at yagain.org. That's w-h-y-a-g-a-i-n dot o-r-g. When we get those um, comments or questions or testimonials, we'll address them on the Internet show, and then as time allows, send you a notice about what day and time it was addressed so you can listen back through the archives and hear the feedback. So we have plenty of time for comments, questions, for people to do worksheets, for people to make a comment about the worksheets that have been done so far this year on this show, whether it was Magda reporting on worksheets or Solinda reporting on worksheets or the worksheets I've done live so far this week. And um, so we're wide open. If you have comments or questions, this would be a good time to give us a call. 563-999-3581. And um, I've had uh, opportunity to do a few worksheets this week on the show, and we're hopeful that the example that's given is instructive and that sparks and and or motivates people to do their own work. Um, The the benefit, the the liberty that comes from recognizing that I'm the one that creates my emotions cannot be overstated. It It is the opposite of what my culture teaches me, and yet it is the truth of my experience in life that My culture will tell me that the people and things around me, when they do certain things, they cause my emotions. They cause my upset and my hurt or my fear and my confusion. And if that were true, I would really be in trouble because then I would be fully a victim. I would be fully at the mercy of people and forces outside of me and I would have no chance to decrease my upset to dismantle my fear and hurt and I would be just hoping and praying that someone outside of me would change so that I wouldn't have to feel the negative emotions the good news is that's never been true I have always been the one who has chosen an interpretation for the life events that have been presented to me, and I've poured enough of my mind energy into those thoughts involved in that interpretation, 
And that's been the mechanism that's generated whatever emotions I've ever experienced. And so with that as a fundamental observation and with the tools that are available on whyagain.org, I can be at liberty to change my emotional state any time I desire. I can be at liberty to experience my life differently any time I don't prefer what's unfolding in my experience. So... I have um I, I see somebody on the call that I'm going to uh turn on the microphone for area code five four one. Is this Celinda? Yes it is. I'm turning on the microphone because you had asked in the past about doing a worksheet or getting support for mapping out a worksheet and I just thought I would Give you the opportunity. Yes, I'm glad you did. I was just about ready to press the one button when you unmuted me. Um, yesterday, I apologize for not being on the show because I was all ready to. We had an event happen that we had to deal with immediately, and it took the whole time. So um, that's why I'll get on today. And we just had a big dump of snow, so I'm going to do the little five-step worksheet. Uh, for my issue, and then uh, I may have to bail, and if I'll do, I'll, well, maybe we can put a bookmark in it because I may have to help Larry with snow removal here. So remind me, where do you live? Uh, halfway Oregon, 16 miles east of the Snake River in the Hell's Canyon National Recreation Area, um, 16 miles from Idaho in northeast Oregon. So it may be coming your way. (laughs) Okay. Well, so what would you like to do with this five-step reality management worksheet? Well, one of the things that came up in my last worksheet was about um, Larissa's homelessness, and it was one of the one of the uh, things I uncovered uh, within the worksheet that I did with you. And so I said that I would do another worksheet, and I have done another sketchy worksheet. Um, I'm slowly inching my way to understanding the process of what I'm actually supposed to be doing here in order to get the results I would like. So I'm going to use this um, form work it out sheet. Uh, and I added my emotions and thoughts and punishment thoughts to it um, because I had mentioned that to you before, how helpful that is for me. <clears throat> I also like the emotional um, scale, and uh, I really like the idea of checking in with the body um, and the mass canceling. And your forgiveness pattern. And then I want, I'm making a little... Well, I mean, it, it, it sounds like, you know, when, when you say you're doing the quick form work it out worksheet, um, yeah. and then you're adding these other things, it sounds like you're not doing a quick form of anything. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> but it is simpler and more direct and straight <clears throat> to my understanding and my emotional relief to do very simple languaging, and that's why I'm doing the quick form as my um, coat rack for hanging my worksheet on. So I'm trying to uh, locate the quick form worksheet. Is this the one that says, my light is trapped by the reality I hold about my trigger? Yes. <clears throat> my reality comes from my mind energy and is my responsibility? It's my responsibility, right. Okay. So my light, <clears throat> and I like to put a big heart there on light to indicate love. My light is trapped by the reality I hold about uh, Larissa's homelessness and my not knowing about it. This is a past event now. And um, my reality comes from my mind energy and is my responsibility. Uh, My emotion is my emotions are remorse and grief. And the thought I have is I thought tough love was the answer to my prior enabling. And I um, didn't even know that Larissa was homeless. My punishment is to castigate myself for not seeing her panic or danger and it's all my fault. And my goal is, you see, I ask that my true being, I ask that love be restored to my mind to collapse my reality. I locate and cancel my need uh, for the event which, is basically number one is myself because CM is the initials in there to um, for is for Laura to trust me enough to tell me when she is in danger so I can support her. Okay. So you're, you're going to get all twisted up here because you have a target as a trigger, which is yourself, and then you set a goal for somebody else. So you'll get get more focus, you'll get more direct response when you keep everything lined up in one worksheet. That's part of why they say use one emotion per worksheet, and when I'm doing the worksheet, I say make sure you line up the emotion you're experiencing with the thought you're using to create it, with the dynamic your mind is showing you, and make sure the goal is lined up with all three of those. And the goal is related to whatever you think is your trigger causing your upset. In this case, it would be you. Okay. So my goal would for me to be... Um, to be willing to see and, um, yeah, it's, it's again back to that I was supposed to be able to see that she was in danger when I didn't know it. 
So how would I make that goal? Well, what's the emotion that you're you're working on in this? Remorse is my first emotion. And I would do another worksheet on grief. They're intertwined. So then if your thought about what happened is that you were too disconnected from the actuality of your daughter's life, then the goal would be the reverse of that, that you'd be more connected, that you'd be more mindful, that you'd be more fully aware in a loving way of your daughter's life and her needs. Okay. So that would be Does that make sense? Because if you had been more connected, more aware in a loving way and supportive of her needs, you wouldn't have been in the situation where she got to be homeless and you didn't know it. Right. Right? And then you wouldn't be doing this worksheet. Right. Put this in words. Um, So my goal would be that I be more mindful, connected, and supportive in a loving way of my daughter's needs and situation. Right. Well, uh, say of your daughter and her needs. Of my daughter and her needs. Okay. And if that were to happen, then you wouldn't find yourself in a situation where you were clueless about her being homeless, etc. Right. And that keeps the focus on me rather than the fact that she didn't trust me enough and rightfully so um, to tell me. There is another component of that. Go ahead. When you say it keeps the focus on you, that's where you're the one with the upset, and so you have to be the one we keep this worksheet focused on. Right. That's what I meant by that. And you said there's another focus? There is another thought, and it was another component that, you know, how very often our interactions, well, you know, it's the Hydra. Um, I uh, have, for all of my married life with Larry and with previous the uh, relationship have deferred to the husband to my husband and really basically threw my children under the bus because and myself under the bus because I did not stand up and listen to my heart listen to my heart and go with my heart and I was also confused about what's enabling and what's um, 
allowing a person to have the results of their own experience, of their own decisions, uh, sort of like what Susan was talking about. So it's a whole mixed bag there. Okay, but are you saying that's related to this worksheet? It is a spin-off worksheet. Okay, but it is not related to this worksheet. No. Let's, no. let's stay focused and get through this worksheet. Okay. So the next step is I ask, oh, let me see, that would be number two we're still on. I ask that love be restored to my mind to collapse my reality and I locate and cancel my need for me to be mindful, connected, and supportive in a loving way of my daughter and her needs. And so I cancel each one of these by crossing them out. Okay. And now I ask that my true being love be restored to my awareness. I am willing to have my reality and its effects change. So effects would be the event as I see it. Is that correct? No. Um, I think this is referring to the emotions you're creating, your thoughts and okay. emotions. I'm going to write that. It, it will change how you view the events, but it may not change the events. Gotcha. I want to be shown the truth, so I'm asking to be shown the truth here. And this I is about me and this event. Um, so I really um, realized that I, this is what came up for me when I was doing the worksheet, that I um, behaved in certain ways that uh, I was not able to assist Establish from my side a bridge to trust between us. It sounds like a lot of thoughts. So are you saying that you have done the canceling of the goal and the meditation to ask to be shown the hidden part of your mind and you've put your conscious logical mind aside for now? And then you had a an impression or a shift or an energy change or an emotion change or an insight? Or are you staying in your thoughts? My insight is that I have a lot of work to do, and that's probably thoughts. I'm not sure because my... Um, okay, so one of the issues we have here is that 
this this particular version tool is meant for you know hit and run in the middle of the day it's like my reality management worksheet the short version mental short version only it's even more uh obscure than that so the 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 critical piece is the goal canceling right and then after okay. i locate and cancel my need and my goal then i have to do this openness this willingness this putting all the thoughts which is what you're reciting to us now all of your evaluation all of your analysis i have to put all of that aside and breathe and soften and open up to something completely outside my logic if i'm going to make progress on this i can't keep thinking about it you might remember dr michael rice says you know in order to heal you have to be out of your mind so if you're willing to do that let's do a a little meditation here after the goal canceling and step 2 so it says i ask that love be restored to my mind to collapse my reality i locate and cancel my goal for myself to have been you know informed attentive you know um lovingly attentive to my daughter's needs and then i breathe and soften and ask to be shown the hidden part of my own mind that's actually creating this remorse which is what you're calling the emotion for this worksheet this is where that forgiveness pattern would come in are you following me i'm following you i i just can't seem to reach it okay so then just close your eyes and breathe and soften and silently inside your own mind say what i'm going to say out loud I cancel my need to be right about this situation with my daughter. I cancel my need for anyone or anything to change, including myself. I put my conscious logical mind on the shelf for now, and I ask to be shown the hidden part of my own mind that's actually creating this upset. And then just breathe and soften and scan your body and notice what you notice. Are there shifts in your physical energy? Do you have thoughts? Do you have emotions flooding? Do you space out and feel like you're falling asleep? Just breathe and soften. And with your conscious logical mind, just gently repeat this phrase, I cancel my need to be right. I cancel my need for anyone or anything to change, including myself. I specifically cancel my goal in this worksheet and i ask to be shown the hidden part of my own mind that's actually creating this remorse breathe soften put yourself in that open allowing space and trust that anything that pops into your mind right now is going to be part of what you need to see 
to begin to heal here and move forward and just sit with your breath and scan your body and with your mind you just say, I cancel my need to be right and I open and allow. And trust, you might think about an ice cream cone that fell off the, you know, off the, out of your hand when you were 12 years old. You might think about a beach scene. You might remember something to do with a family uh, party that was lovely when you were 12 or 16. Just breathe and soften and allow a flow of energy and stay with it, breathing and softening and repeating, I cancel my need to be right until you feel something shift or fade. Or you get a flash of a memory from an earlier time in your life, either when you were still already a parent or when you were a child and you had parents. Just breathe, just soften. Or you realize, you know what, I'm just spinning and it's going nowhere. I feel like I'm going blank. When one of those three things has happened, then take a nice, deep, cleansing breath. Nice, long, slow exhale. And then scan your body and notice what's the strongest physical sensation or emotion you're aware of right now. Uh, tingling and shaking. Where's the tingling? All through my body. Okay. And shaking? Oh. Is there an emotion that goes with that? Well, yeah, being totally disconnected. Breathe. Let the emotion flow. Let yourself feel it. It's perfectly safe to feel this. It's all old stuff. It can't hurt you any more than it already has. So welcome it. Understand that letting it wash over you and letting yourself study it as it floods over you is going to lead you to healing. It's going to lead you to what you need to see to begin to heal here and move forward. So as you keep your breath going and you notice that emotion, notice the energy that moves, notice any place in you that might be tight or tense that may not want to feel this, whether it feels the tingling or you don't want to feel the emotion, just breathe. It's my lungs. And what are you noticing in your lungs? I don't want to breathe out. Or I hold my breath, especially at the top of the breath in. And I have breathing problems in that area of uh, the out breath. Okay, and when you tap into that, when you become aware of it, what memories or associations or emotions go with that, the breathing problem and the not wanting to breathe out? Um, my mother telling me that she uh, spanked my legs until I fell over in a heap 
was so bad I'd never have another temper tantrum, and I didn't, and she was really proud of herself. So that's the first disconnect. Second disconnect was when I was three years old, and I went to the doctor because I had a an infection, and uh, she the, the doctor said, well, I think she was playing doctor with the little neighborhood boys, and she asked me if I was, and I said no the first time I lied to her. And then when I couldn't stay with my father because she wouldn't send me to my father, she sent my brother away. So broke me up with my brother. And my father was afraid to cross her in those times because of the way the laws were always in favor of mother. And he was afraid he'd never see me at all, so he deferred it. She sent me to him. Breathe. Breathe, Breathe Boston. You don't need to tell us all these details, but you, you want to breathe and make some notes about this. So there's a memory of your mother telling you that she beat your leg so badly that you would never have another tantrum, the playing the doctor, and the change in the custody in that battle separated from your brother. There's four different things that you can mark that are all getting stirred up when you release the goal to be more lovingly connected to your daughter and her needs. And then I disconnected myself because I stay in my head. Okay, so breathe often. Okay, well, feel it now because it's safe. Breathe and soften, and let yourself have permission to make some notes about these things. If you have a blank sheet of paper in front of you, make some notes about it. Keep your breath moving. You can go back and listen to the archive, and you'll hear some of the things that you're saying in these different tones, something I might have missed. Just make some notes about it, and then when you're ready, take a nice, deep, cleansing breath again, and scan your body and notice what you're feeling, what's happening with the lungs, what's happening with the tingling, what's happening with all the sadness. Well, at least I'm allowing myself to breathe out a little more. Good. But I'm still tingling and shaking. Okay. And crying. And uh, there's another worksheet I'll, I'll I share with you later about my arm shaking all the time, almost all the time, especially when I'm nervous. But that's another worksheet. But now it's my whole body. Uh, okay. I don't. This is old stuff. It's old stuff. That's what drives us every time it gets stirred up. So this worksheet that you have now, now we're we're moving into just repeating step three. I ask that my true being love be restored to my awareness. 
and I'm willing to have my reality and its effects change, which means you're willing to have all these memories come up, all these emotions come up, and you stay connected to them and breathe through them so that you stay consciously aware of them so they don't sneak up on you, that they don't get unconsciously activated and then drive your behavior without you knowing it. And then step four in this worksheet that you've chosen says, my true source is love. I reconnect to that source. I ask to be restored to love. And I restore love to the thoughts I extend to myself since I'm the trigger in this worksheet. So try and hold a loving thought about yourself as that little girl who had these difficult interactions with parents and brother and doctor and playing doctor and custody situation with your parents and separation from your brother. Just try to hold the image of yourself as that little girl and send her loving energy. And then breathe. And let me know when you've had luck doing that. We've had success doing that. Okay. Breathing? Yes. Okay. Yes. You ready to move on to step five? Yes. Step five in the worksheet that you've chosen, which is I'm just scrolling up here to get the name of it if people want to look it up. The quick form, work it out, future wake-up sheets on the whyagain.org website. And step five is, now, whoever my trigger is, I offer them a loving goal. So what's the loving goal you want to offer yourself? In this one, I think it's um, fairly simple and direct, fairly easy. You can either offer to yourself to do an EFT tapping session about all of this energy that just came up and one or more of the targets that we just specified or you could offer and or you could offer yourself the goal to do a worksheet on each of these target areas okay I wouldn't be able to do all of those in one day so what uh, how would I structure that for it to fill in Pick one what day? You, what, what, you, what you would be willing to do in one day, right? So maybe you pick a worksheet on one of those and a, a 10 or 15-minute tapping session about all of this energy. Okay. Um, I'll need to be uh, refreshed on the, the procedure for the tapping energy. Is there a... Yeah, you just go to uh, YouTube. YouTube. Okay. Go to YouTube and type in Brad Yates, Y A T E S. Okay. And he has a how to tap video, it's five or seven minutes. And then you can tap you can put in Brad Yates sadness, Brad Yates grief, Brad Yates' anxiety, Brad Yates' anger. I think he's got over a thousand videos that you can tap along with now. 
So my emotion would be remorse at this one, and would I do a different one on um, grief? Because I think grief is the most basic emotion that's coming up for me now. Okay, that would be, if that's what's coming up, then that would be the next worksheet I do, if I were you. Okay. All right, so now take a breath and scan your body and notice how strong you would rate your upset, whether it's the grief or something else. Well, I slashed it by half, so I suspect that in relation to my reaction um, that I was probably close to a 10, and I would say I'm at least a 5 now, at the most a 5 now. Because my shaking is subsiding. All right. Is there more we can support you with on this today, or would you like to open it up for comments from others? Uh, I think I'm I'm complete for right now. I'd like to learn more about, feel more, and learn more from you and others. All right. I will mute you so you can listen in, and please feel free to keep us posted. Thank you. So our call-in number is 563-999-3581. If you call that number and press 1, we've got about 18 minutes left to entertain your comments or questions about this particular worksheet that Celinda was doing and or anything else that we've talked about since beginning this almost 12 years ago. We're going to finish our 12th year in just a week or so of shows. And um, the sky is the limit. There are lots to talk about. What's uh, I'm, I'm, I have to encourage people when we have a worksheet like this to watch what's going on for you. When you hear about someone recalling being beaten as a child or you hear about someone recalling being separated from their parents, just keep your breath moving and notice what gets resonated in you. There's your work to do. It is going to be energy that we have stored in our systems. There are going to be thoughts and beliefs about this, often things that are hidden from us until they get resonated. And if we're operating from the cultural bias which says you made me angry you hurt my feelings you offended me you scared me we think these energies are coming at us from outside and yet the fact of the matter is we can hear those things and have it go right by us we do every day it's on the news we hear people talking And so when it lands and resonates stuff in us, that's our stuff we're feeling. Area code 828, is this Magda? Yes, it is, yes. Um, I wanted just to take a moment to say congratulations to Linda and how very grateful I am that you did this worksheet. 
on the air. I think it's a, a wonderful um, tool that you have now made more by doing it. Thank you. By doing it with us um, and with Dr. Tim. Um, I'm accessible, yes, and and I have much more appreciation for how important this is to do these worksheets on the air in person. So thank you for that, Solinda. And uh, also I wanted to mention that uh, the results or some of the results that you experienced um, in your body, your physicality, really, really shows us how we store these emotions, these traumas in our body because it wouldn't be happening in your body now as you go and, and touch back into it if it wasn't being stored there. So thank you for that as well. It was a, a great illustration. So that's, that's all I have to add. Well, I agree. It is a, a wonderful example. And um, we, we have these tendencies to think about the mind as separate from the body. And we can, you know, create that conceptual difference. And yet the truth is, and our science tells us over and over again, there is no separation. And so when we have even our medical doctors who recognize, and and they'll talk about, oh, it's just physical and it's this and that, but they recognize if they have a child and they give the child a diagnosis of asthma, then they give the parents the instruction, now make sure that you decrease the stress in his or her life, ensure you don't get them too worked up, because if you get them too worked up emotionally, it'll trigger an mm-hmm. asthma attack. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's insane. If it is completely separate, if it's just a physical thing of asthma, then getting emotionally upset wouldn't affect it. That's right. But there is no separation. None at all. I remember when I, um, years ago when I had weight issues and um, I was um, very much in the habit of sneaking uh, a little treat now and again, even though I was on a quote-unquote diet. And in my mind, I actually hear my, heard myself saying, well, it, it won't uh, be registered. My body won't register it. Like I was going to sneak it by my body as well as the prying eyes of my parents or my uh, friends or whatever. I really, really believe that. So, um, yeah, we've been fooling ourselves for a long time that there is a separation. And you're right. That's a very good example when you have a release like this and you find energies moving that you you register and experience them as tingling or shaking or hot or cold or tension it's a really good reminder that these things we hold in our mind in our thoughts and our emotions are directly related to our physical experience and so if we've gotten into a habit somewhere in our lives 
of tuning out our physical experience and ignoring it. When we become aware of that, one of the most useful things we can do is reestablish that connection. How do you do that? Well, you can go get a massage. You can go to a yoga class. You can do some breath work with someone that helps you focus on what we call the physical energy system in a an intentional practiced way until it becomes you know muscle memory for you to stay aware of your physical energy system so good reminder thank you mhm absolutely well okay so i'll i'll um uh, just listen i want to hear what other people have as well all right. Blessings. Thank you for the comments. And also thank you, Celinda, for doing the worksheet. we still got about 10 minutes left. Area code 610. Susan? Well, we're trying to turn on the microphone. Are you there, Susan? Perhaps I can... blog talk is not. There it is. Are you? Okay, good. Uh, there are two layers of appreciation here. First, Belinda's bravery, even though it seemed as if when she started, she just was experiencing pain and didn't know what words to hitch to it or which thing to focus on, and you brought her around. You're like a, a horse trainer with a silly, and you just got the halter on and sort of brought it in and it ended up being an amazing um, session yeah, and uh, you know I well I don't know what to say it was just very very good and okay you had two, two levels of, of appreciation yeah. Well, the fact that Celinda came on with uh, a semi-formed worksheet and you were able to bring it into focus and end up where it looked as if you she needed to be. And of course, how do you know where she needs to be? She you, together you just brought the worksheet to a into focus and then um, and did it. And it does seem like a worksheet that's going to yield a lot of other worksheets. Um, well, yes, it does, it, it, especially if she's willing to do that. If she's willing yeah. to do the work to get herself back to the, uh, you know, the list and, and maybe go back and listen to the archives. And there's a wonderful set of associations she had there that she can yeah. find benefit in. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know where the noise is coming from, but... <laughs> right. So I, I also have great appreciation for uh, Celinda's willingness and anybody who's choosing to either share worksheets they've done or do them live on the show. That's It's, it's a wonderful gift to myself and others when I'm willing to do that. Mm. And thanks for yesterday. It did 
I won't go into it all now, but the worksheets are coming up fast. I've done three, and one of them was a huge hydra leading to many others. So uh, the work you did with me on the show yesterday was very helpful too. But I would, you know, probably best to to stay with what happened today because it was really powerful. Well, I'm glad it was useful. It's always good to get feedback and hear that something worked out well. Um, you know, for for myself, I'm I'm still having the benefits of the two worksheets I did on Tuesday and Wednesday, and um, you know, little insights bubbling up, and um, really just a whole different level of emotional experience when I'm thinking about that interaction. So my thoughts are clearer. I know, you know, I have more uh, freedom to respond to that situation. And um, Mm -hmm. the the benefits just keep coming when I'm willing to do that work. Mm. That's true. I imagine Celinda will find that to be true, and I sure find it to be true, too. The complicated thing in mine is it has to do with stepping out and drawing attention to oneself, which I do all the time when I call a radio show. So I thought, now I'm in a real double bind. <laughs> uh, How so? Be calling so much. <laughs> I shouldn't be calling so much. I mean, I'm mid-worksheets. This is not... Uh, it's. Uh, but the work I did led right into, you know, taking, I, I was having trouble with other people demanding too much time, for instance, on a Zoom meeting or um, coming into my kitchen and going on and on about something that seems completely irrelevant as if the teller of whoever it is, whoever is telling what they're telling has gone unconscious just needs to be heard doesn't matter who's listening doesn't matter what's being said it's just getting airspace and so I'm looking at all the times I call on the radio show and I think am I doing that this whole question in the worksheet of how have I done that is really a doozy well it is uh, it's an opportunity and if we step into it, it'll have rich benefits for us. Mm-hmm. So congratulations for letting yourself step into that and, you know, honestly ask. And then just be with what gets stirred up. Yeah. Because as Michael says, you know, uh, the cosmic grease that makes this stuff keep moving is willingness. Mm-hmm. And as so many of these teachings tell us, your free will cannot be usurped. No one can make you do the work, do the healing, open to insight, ask to be shown, and then stay open. No one can make you do that. The good news also is no one can stop you from doing it when you're ready. Mm -hmm.
so it, it comes out in the way of mastery and it comes out in the in the uh, darshans it comes out in the michael singer teaching that this is up to you each of us individually can choose to learn tools and apply them. We can also choose to learn tools and then not apply them and just talk about them until we're blue in the face and nothing will change. Right. I'd say it's clear that we're getting a good start on having a year of more more and more worksheets done in the shows my gratitude to those who are listening and those who are chiming in yeah the guidance on them is really helpful i i think of myself as a pretty experienced worksheet doer but getting little nudges here and there is so good and with selinda you really corralled in many, many different thought threads that were going in 20 different directions. And you managed to pick out the ones that would bring her to one place. Lots of places are developing from there, but I I just think that is very, very useful. It's like this radio show has become an out-and-out workshop. Well, I'm glad you think so. I hope it is of benefit. That is, after all, our intention, as I like to say in the intros. So I appreciate the call and the input, and I look forward to updates if you want to share them about the worksheets that you're doing and got sparked from yesterday. I'll Mm -hmm. mute you so you can listen in to the second hour. And I will remind us all that we come from love. We're made of the stuff we call love. We actually are love. And everything else is false. I'll also remind us that today's a Thursday, so there's a support group tonight available if anybody wants to join us. All the information you need to join us for free is on mindshiftersacademy.org website. And I'll also mention that the show's this year, after The Way of Mastery was finished, are now being put on the MindShiftersAcademy.org website. Under, I'm going to try and do them each, each month, have a different page so that they don't take so long loading. But this is MindShifters Radio for January of 2023. Welcome, Jeannie Rice. Thank you, Dr. Kim. I appreciate it. You're welcome and deserving. Have a wonderful show. Thanks. So welcome, everybody, to the second hour of Mindshifters Radio. And today is Thursday, January the 19th, 2023. And our calling number is 563-999-3581. And press 1, and that puts you in the queue to talk to us. And we do already have a hand up. And, Michael, I believe you were expecting John, and he is on. Michael? Oh, he said give him just one second. And uh, so, John, welcome to the show. Hi there. Michael be, <laughs> Michael be with us here in just a second. No, Mute I can't challenge. hear you, Michael. Here we go. There All right. you go. Here he is. <laughs> hey. Hello. Welcome, young man. Hi. 
How are you today? Um, uh, I'm okay, thanks. How are you guys? Okay. I'm not, I'm not okay. feeling very well, but such is life. Well, we're holding the space. Thanks. I I appreciated that conversation yesterday, and uh, um, I'm delighted that you picked up and you went back to uh, to watch the uh, Sarno movie, All the Rage. How did yes. it speak to um, you when you watched it yesterday? Well, it was it was. Um, did it say anything new to you? Was, uh, no, I I I'd watched it before, and of course I read the book Healing Back Pain long ago. But it was kind of it's kind of fun to be reminded of what he what he went through, and um, it was it was so uh, kind of actually painful to see that you know, n- none of the doctors referred to him. It's amazing. Yes. Um, they just yeah, it's really amazing that they you know that that's how they are. It is quite. And uh, his I guess wife or his daughter saying that that they I guess his wife it was it was saying um that uh he you know she got lots of accolades because she she was in a different kind of a um profession as a, a specialty where 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 she was um lifted up and and people really liked her and and she created more opportunities for other people, and his work, Sarno's work, really hits hits the orthopedists and the and the and the the, the, the body the, the chiropractors and the body workers, and, you know, um, doesn't doesn't help their practices at all. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, and uh, what when when people are hooked into treatment and believe that treatment means healing, where treatment is just treatment, and then there's healing, you know, where Sarno was into healing, those who are hooked on treatment, generally speaking, aren't very interested, and that's unfortunately the medical profession by and large today, although there are many, many physicians opening up, many that we've interacted with. And in fact, back a few years ago, I was uh, teaching are uh, working with the dean of uh, medical school in Florida. And when after several, you know, conversations and doing some still point breathing work with him, I offered the thought, what would it be like if medical school were a loving, caring, gentle place where people came to be healed and become healers? And he was like, what a radical idea that is. And a year later, he actually quit uh, as dean of the medical school. In, I think it was in Gainesville, University of Gainesville. And, um, this, and ended up, this? you know, I'm not remembering his name at this moment. This goes back no. about 20 years ago. But um, he quit I, um, as dean of the medical school and went into bringing alternative medicine into a variety of medical schools, so changed changed his life quite a bit. One of I the uh, the doctor there I had seen it before, doctor a doctor who I worked with in Detroit for a while, um, Doctor Schubiner or Schubiner S C H U B I N E R was on the on the show, and I had missed him the first time, 
or maybe I had been, I, I saw him as a result of watching that the first time. I, I went to see him four or five times. Right. Um, yeah. Well, I'll I'll just say from a, a medical perspective, you know, you're right down there near near the Upledger Institute. Yeah. And uh, his special, you know, when I studied um, craniosacral work, John Upledger was my teacher in that arena. Uh-huh. And he was no. just he really originated the whole field of cranial sacral work and his institute is I don't know, probably within fifteen to twenty miles of you there. I would suggest strongly yeah. suggest you go and consult with them. The Upledger Institute Palm I think they're in Palm Beach Gardens, so I remember the the town just north of Palm Beach. Yes. Uh-huh. But I'd strongly suggest that uh, a consult with them with oh. what's going on for you would be really worthwhile. I, I have I have Thought information on on uh, anybody who has this, who has had um, craniosacral. I'm, not, I'm just not finding anybody. Not it's not very um, apparently apparently widespread as a treatment modality with it. Not well yeah, known. it's a fairly a fairly rare disorder and very much like Sarno's work. The people who are specializing in that kind of a disorder are not likely to bring in somebody like Sarno or Upledger uh, that move in the direction of healing as opposed to treatment. So, but anyway, I'd suggest that would be a, a place to go. And then we're just, you know, getting into step two in the worksheet. And so, any other thoughts before we move forward? No. Okay. So I will look at two A. I will look at that upledger idea. Definitely worthwhile. Basically, what upledger's work is about, you know, the cerebral spinal fluid is contained from you know the base of the, the spine up through into the brain, and actually in in developmental phases in utero. Uh, there's a point where the jawbone actually sits right on the base of the sacrum, and then as development occurs, you know, that they open up and separate. So they're literally resonating uh, energetic structures and what happens, and that's why they talk about cranial sacral work because they're one system, and one of the things that the hands-on work from the Upledger Institute and the cranial sacral work is about, is about getting the flexibility back into that system and removing uh, trauma from it. And, you know, I think that uh, that would be a real adjunct to the forgiveness work that you're doing and everything else that you're doing to get get healing moving in your structure. So step, step two, if we're still on the... Uh, the live worksheet, the current seven step on the website, and we'll actually do a uh, a slight edit on this. So, Jeannie, if you'd make a note in step two, it speaks of, yes, I choose to love truth. And for a long time, 
I used the word love very much the way the culture uses the word love, like I love you, you love me, that sort of thing. And then I realized that that was a total misuse of the word. And in our printed worksheet now, that word love has been changed to honor. I choose to honor truth because love is a word that describes the state of being that we are and what we're looking to do with this whole body of work is return to awareness of ourselves as that state of being and have that state of being fully incarnated in this body-mind unit so that it is fueled, every cell is fueled by the presence of love. And so speaking about loving this or loving that or loving someone is really off base in terms of truth. And so I choose to honor truth and willingly face and process out all disease-producing energies for, from all my relations or generations. And if you, uh, if you go back into the uh, story where the Jews get lost in the desert for 40 years, supposedly, uh-huh. and yeah. you, you look at that story, and when you think about this pretty obviously bright group of people, who are quite well acquainted with astronomy, getting lost in a 35-square-mile area doesn't sound like a very likely thing to have happened, especially being yeah. there for 40 years. You know, they knew where the yeah. sun came up and how they could follow it, and, you know, a couple of days you'd be out of that, that desert space. But yeah. that word desert in the Aramaic is referring to the unconscious. It's about people functioning unconsciously and just being driven by the generational patterns within them. And you'll remember that the alternative to being lost in the desert was the promised land. And if you read those passages, you you hear that the solution, getting out of the desert into the promised land, literally what they said was the old generation had to die off. And that didn't mean that everybody in old physical bodies had to physically die. The root of the word generation is genari, which means cause. All of the causes held in the structure have to be removed. And that's what forgiveness Ah. is, is removing those causes. And so this particular step ties right in the Native Americans when they went into a sweat lodge or healing ceremony. You've probably heard the phrase before. They'll use the phrase metakwiasin, which means for all my relations. They knew they weren't just doing the work of healing for themselves, but there were generational links that needed to be healed. And so this particular step is about recognizing that I'm willing to look at what's really true, although my mind tells me that I'm angry, sad, afraid about something out there. The truth is I'm angry, sad, afraid, or whatever it is, because angry, sad, or afraid is in me, And it's been placed there. You know, I came by it honestly. I had a lot of generations that didn't know any better than to engage in it. So this is just an acknowledgement. This statement's about an acknowledgement of, I'm willing to look at every disease-producing energy from all of my generations, from all of my life, everything that is out of harmony with love. So if that makes sense, then we'll move on to step 2B. So that'd be the first one is, yeah, I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to face whatever's there. Does that work for you? Are you ready to go for whatever generational patterns need to yeah, be faced sure. and dealt with? Awesome. Okay. Are we, then, are we on E? Are we on E? 
Um, or We're on 2A. You, 2A, okay, good. Uh, 2A. Yeah. Choose yeah, okay. to honor truth and willing you face and process out all disease-producing energies for or from all of my relations or generations. Okay. And then 2B is I'm willing to go through the physical, mental, and emotional symptoms of healing. <laughs> Pardon me. When you realize that this body-mind unit is an energy system, and when you recognize that if you take an energy into the system, it expresses as a symptom. And if we live a life of suppression, if we live a life where we use, you know, things like junk food or anger or alcohol or drugs or whatever in order to suppress or hide to lock down those energetic patterns, then it's logical that if we're going to heal, then those energetic patterns are going to have to be worked through. They're stored within our structure and the presence of a disintegrative energy in the cell means the cell is in a process of dysfunction or disease. If I'm going to alleviate the disease from the cell, I'm going to have to remove the energy that's interfering with its proper function. And my thesis is that once those energetic patterns are removed, the cell knows exactly how to replicate itself, regenerate itself perfectly. You know, you don't have a cell in your body, depending whose numbers you, you take, older than a year. Every cell in your structure is renewed at least on an annual basis. And so if we are renewing a cell out of a diseased state, then the next generation of cells is as diseased as the last generation. But when I can pull the interfering energy we spoke about yesterday, the neuropeptides that land in the cell and show up as chemistry, if I can pull those dis-ease energies, those energetic patterns that cause disease in the cell out of the cell, then the cell has a perfect picture of how it's supposed to build the next generation of cells. So it, it requires dealing with those energetic patterns. And so this is an acknowledgement of that and that I'm willing to, to go through whatever it takes. You know, what are the energies that went into the system that created this disease process? And am I willing to face and process it out? And basically those energetic patterns move on three levels, physically, mentally, and emotionally. So on a, a physical level, what healing looks like is any kind of symptom you've ever had and low energy. You know, when the structure is cleaning out energetic patterns that don't belong, that takes a lot of energy. And so one of the base signals of healing is, you know, the body's going to have to lay down. It's, it's, it's going to, you know, it's like the energy just drops out of the system. It's like, God, I can hardly move. I can hardly get up. Well, if you're doing your work, that's one of the stages of healing. So we want people to be aware of that. So I'm willing to go through the physical. On a mental level, healing looks like any kind of negative thought you've ever had and confusion. As those energetic patterns start to move, the energies that come up that conflict with the state of being that we are and the truth tend to create massive amounts of confusion. So on a mental level, healing looks like any kind of negative thought and confusion. And then on an emotional level, 
looks like any kind of negative feeling and depression. That's all part of the healing process. Healing isn't doctor feel good. And the reason a lot of people don't want to face and do the healing process is because, gee, you know, I've got a fifth of scotch that I go through every four days. And with my fifth of scotch, I'm feeling no pain. I don't have to deal with any of this stuff. Or at least that's what people think. But, you know, if one uses their rage or their fifth of scotch or whatever it is to keep the pain down, then that it's not that they're not having to deal with it. They're just dealing with it unconsciously, and they deal with it as degeneration. When I lock an energy that's of a disintegrative nature into a cell, then that cell begins to degenerate. So what we're not willing to face physically, mentally, and emotionally ends up becoming the the long-term degenerative energies that, you know, most people call aging, and aging really doesn't have anything to do with time. It's got to do with the energetic patterns that we hold on to. So this would be the willingness to go through the physical, mental, and emotional symptoms of healing. Uh-huh. Does that work for you, willing to face whatever comes up? Yes. Mm-hmm. And some of it can be pretty tough, can be pretty intense. And then there are a set of definitions which I don't think we need to cover at this point if we just scroll past those definitions. It takes us down to the bottom of the page. I hit that next button. Jeannie, are you following along with us here? No, I wasn't, but it acts differently on the phone, I guess, than it does on the computer. Oh, because when I hit the next button, it just Is the next button disappears. The red, the red right. square thing, right? Well, there's yeah, a button that says next on it. Well, it takes you back up to the top. If you click next and then you roll back up a little bit and it's got the premise, um, let's see. Oh, there's next. Okay. All right. The definite next takes me up to reality management, wake-up sheet, change of mind, forgiveness. Okay. Back to the top. It's not coming up. Unless it's because I'm not filling in the blanks, maybe. Um, Let me see. Because I've got it on my phone here, and I do 2A and 2B, and then there are the definitions, and it doesn't give me the rest of the worksheet. little glitch here technically let's take a minute and if I hit the uh, the next button it just takes me to the bottom of the page 
Oh, Susan said she knows how to get around this. Okay, so let me turn her microphone on here. Go for it, hey. Susan. Tell us. Hi. <laughs> um, I tap at the top of the page as if I'm starting a page again. I just tap in a blank space, and usually the little keyboard disappears, and you can go ahead. This is on the iPhone. Okay. You're doing the uh, actual app one, though. He's yeah. doing the one on the website. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'll have to, uh, no, you're good. I'll have to get a hold of um, um, India because they're the ones that did this. So. <laughs> <laughs> I feel for you. All right. Well, Put me up. Uh, back thank to you. Thank you, Susan. Or no, it's not Michael. It's John. Yeah, good going, John. Hang in there. This is not easy, but good. I'm just going through and filling in the blanks to see if it will. Carry me through. I just there. did the same thing, and it doesn't carry me through. So I'm not sure what's going oh, on okay, there. So so. Got a problem with it. And I can't fix it right now because that, like I said, India is the one that did sure. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So the best bet's to go back over to Y again and just look at the uh, online sheet. The, the click on start here and then the reality management wake up sheet and the current seven step. So my apologies, John, if we can go to whyagain.com.org and then up in the upper left hand corner there's a button that says start here. Oh, uh, there's a, there's a glitch on the website. I don't know what to do about that. So, if we go, just go to the home page. Why again? Dot org. Okay. All right. Now what? And then the upper left hand corner says start here. Okay. All right. And then go down to where it says stress reality management wake up sheets. And then click on the very first one says seven step reality wake up sheet. And it'll pop it up on, on your screen. And you can also download a PDF from there. Uh, a little slower, please. Yeah, but, but, okay. okay, now. So when you click on start here, I just, I just, then scroll I, down. I just clicked. Now what? And then scroll down to where it says stress reality management wake up sheet. Stretch, stretch. Stress. As in, I'm, I'm under stress. So just oh, a couple stress. links down. Stress. Yeah. Stress slash reality management, and there's a plus sign. So when you click that, it'll take you to – we have several versions of the reality management sheet. That's why they have a separate page all on their own. And the, but the very first one says wake up sheet seven step, and that's the newest one. I'm looking. 
So if you hit that plus sign mm -hmm. under stress, reality management, wake up sheets, many versions, then it oh, says stress, various stress okay. reality. Okay, hit the plus sign there. All right, I found it. Hit the plus sign. Okay. And then the first paragraph below says various stress reality sheets. Hit that. Um, oh, shit. I just, uh, my sheet just, just passed out on me. Uh, come on. Oh. Okay, I'll just take a breath. Let's stay connected. It won't, it won't, uh, the website is not allowing me to do anything. Let me start over again. Then go back then. Yeah, that's probably the best thing to do. Okay, start here. Click on that. Okay. Life, new life now. Works to print and use. Is that what you want me to hit? That's it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, nothing to click on there. Uh, here are two new videos. Heartland Aramaic Forgiveness App Instructions. Scroll down and past that. Scroll Wake on up. down and go past the poster. And then the third link down, one of them says, Why is this happening to me again? Chapter 24. The next one says PowerPoint. And then the third one says Stress Reality Management Wake-Up Sheets. Okay. Click that. There, the plus sign. Okay. And then it says Stress Reality Management Wake-Up Sheets underneath it in bold letters. Click it. Yeah, the first paragraph below that plus sign. Wake-Up Sheets, free to use. Reality Stress okay. Management Forgiveness. Various Wake-Up Sheets on this page. Okay, right. that's it, Various. The, where it says that's Various. The bold, the bold type, Stress slash Reality. Just pass the word various. Click on the word stress. No, no, I'm looking for that. You just read it. It said various stress reality management wake-up sheets. It's in bold blue letters right under the plus sign. Where you hit plus, it turns to a minus. And then when you hit that plus sign, the first paragraph says various stress reality management wake-up sheets. Okay. There's many versions. That one. It's that plus sign. Okay, boom, there's the plus sign. This is various stress reality management. You'll find the current seven that's step it. The bold, the bold blue right there that you just read. That's it. It's Click it. on that. Okay. Wake up sheets, free to use. Okay. Okay, there's a lot of writing here. Okay, now just scroll yeah. down just yeah. a little bit. The very first dot says wake up sheet seven step. Yep. Click, Click it, that. Okay. And that will pop up the worksheet. Wake up sheets. Okay, yeah, yeah. There's your there's the old the old work worksheet. Mm-hmm. May, May, May 22 PDF format. 
Right. That's and so it. you can just scroll down and read it online or you can print it off. But for right now, let's just read it online. Okay. Yeah, I, so, I don't have a print. Is there some way to use that uh, other other form where I can just use it? I can just print. I can just write it in on on, on online. Yeah, I've, um, not until I get it fixed. Okay. Now you can use your right. app okay. on your phone. I don't. I don't have. I don't use my phone for that. I don't have much of a phone. Okay. Well, let's just walk through it, and uh, we'll fill it in mentally. Okay. Because there's a gl there's a computer glitch with the uh, with the online worksheet, so we're going to have to get that repaired to get that fixed. Or I don't know what the problem is. Okay. Okay. Well, I can always come back another day too. So. Okay. This might take more than an hour. So. No, it's going to take a while. I've got to get a hold of the people in India, and they're like 12 hours ahead of us. So we're probably talking yeah. a couple of days getting that glitch fixed. Yeah. So let's do it well, on this, guess, just looking at this one. Doing, my guess, Jeannie, is we'll be doing this work for a while. <laughs> we will. We will. But let's yeah. go to number three on that sheet. Okay. So number my three, desire, my desire... The exact goal that drives my pained perception is that? 1C, and one, your answer there was life. My so, if, so when we worked yesterday, you identified that it was life that was the object of attention. And, you know, we had quite a bit of conversation in a complex of energetic uh, emotions and such that we touched into, but if you were to think in terms of yesterday, the situation that you were working toward was, was about life. If you were to say to life right now, so here's John with these challenges going on in his body. If you were to say to life, life, what I want from you in this whole circumstance is, what would that be? I, I, I and would I would like... I'd like to I'd like to feel good and be and yeah, I'd like to feel good and be able to walk and and uh, function okay. normally. Okay. So that would be the goal is is feeling good and be healthy. Yeah. So life, I would like to be healthy. That's that's with you as my object of attention, the constructive result and the uh, uh, one of the important things about this forgiveness process is that this step is always about what I really want from the situation. And oftentimes people will look at what they don't want. Like their their answer would be in the context of being ill, their answer would be, well, I just don't want to be ill anymore. But the forgiveness yeah. process won't work with, with the ego's game of what it doesn't want. It will only work with the uh, the level of awareness of being that, can speak of what it does want. So just just so that you know, for anybody that's listening, you know, when we put the word constructive in there, it's like, what is it that I'm really looking for here? If the word not or don't appears in it, then that's not going to function. That's not going to work well with the uh, with the worksheet process. So so you're right on track with. So I just want to feel good. Want to yeah. Feel good. Want my balance yeah. back. The function normally. Okay. Be able to walk, be able to walk, be able to walk strongly, 
Right. Walk with good balance. Huh? Yeah. Okay. So you're really clear, and you want to make sure that as you think about that, that you're breathing. Oh. Yeah. 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 Good one. Yeah. And then number four, what we're going to do is we're going to work toward establishing your awareness in the presence of love. So number four, I choose love, my essence, which stirs the love in everyone involved. And, you know, whatever it is that you find most helpful for you, John, to connect with love is what you want to do with this step in the worksheet. You'll see at the end of the sentence it says the rose and the butterfly story. And I always tell the story here about imagine that we give a rose and a butterfly an ego. They meet, they fall in love, and have this wonderful time together. And one day the butterfly up and flies away. The rose, knowing that the love of the butterfly is the most important thing in its life, uproots itself to give chase. What's going to happen to the rose? I lost you in there somewhere. Sorry. Okay. So so imagine we've got a rose and a butterfly. We give them okay. each an, an, an ego. They meet and fall in love. Okay. And one day, one day the butterfly flies away. The rose, okay. knowing that the love of the butterfly is the most important thing in its life, uproots itself to chase the butterfly. What's ah. going to happen to the rose? rose is going to die. It's going to die. Why is it going to die? Because so it made something more important than being connected to its source. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you re- if we recognize that our, our true nature, you know, if you go back to that moment where you first held that precious daughter you have the first time you saw her face and held her and tapped into her essence, it clearly is the presence of love. It's what we all start out as. And then we come into a world that specializes in teaching us that all kinds of things are more important than staying connected to our true nature, which is love. And when we uproot from that, and we uproot by going with hostility and fear and rage and guilt and all the dramas and traumas of the world, we literally, like the rose, uproot ourselves from the very thing that keeps us alive, that is our life. Yeah. And so the objective here is to maintain awareness of the breath and to breathe deeply, and as you do, tap into that core essence of love. Now, what I use to do that, you know, when my daughter was born, I actually caught her at home. She was birthed at home. And as she was delivering, she opened her eyes and looked me right square in the eye, totally focused. They say a baby can't focus her eyes. Well, I know from experience that's not true because my daughter just totally focused her eyes in on mine and grinned at me. I mean, literally Mm -hmm. smiled. And she literally put me into such an altered state of being that I could not even think a thought. I was in such a connected space of love. That's what I use Mm -hmm. for reconnecting to love. Yeah. What if you focus on something... I had a picture of uh, Tamsin that I that I used. 
In fact, it's mm, right up on the wall. Sweet. Right of nice. So at this stage, you want to tap into that space of love because, and and I'll go back to thirty some years ago at Heartland. I was doing intensive, and we had a one person who had a really major trauma going on, and made a shift that was just, you know, what you would call miraculous, something that everybody would be observing would say, that's just not possible, and bang, it happened. And I'm sitting there, I'm facilitating this, and I'm asking the question, you know, what, what is, what's at the root of healing? What causes healing to happen? I don't understand. There are 50 people in the room. 49 other people didn't get healing, but this person went through a monumental shift. And what I was shown was that in order to heal, two things have to occur. One, love needs to be active and present in the mind of the individual that needs the healing. Either themselves as love present in their minds or someone else in the space holding to that presence of love. That's the first thing that has to happen. And the second thing is whatever's at the root of the disease the energy that's creating the disease has to surface directly to awareness. Or the energy behind that experience. And when those two things meet, it is the active presence of love in us, not, you know, the world's definition of love is sexual athletics, I love you, or, you know, I put my head on the chopping block and sacrifice myself and that proves I love Not that, but that the real, true presence of human life has to be there, active, while well, what is I, of I, a I disease of nature terms, surfaces. I think of it in, in terms of opening the heart chakra and having the heart, that heart energy go through my entire body. Yes, perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's where you want to go in step four. Okay. I choose love, my that's, essence. Okay, good. Yep. All right, so connected. 5A and B are the core forgiveness steps from the Aramaic. And basically what I did so that each time somebody does a worksheet, they have a total reminder of the key principles. I, I basically do a review of the in step five of the first half of the why is this happening to me again workshop and so if we want to read along when upset my perception is built out of corrupt data driven by the goal that I had in number three in this case it would be to be able to walk solidly and be healthy it is a limiting picture constructed from a max of nine bits of data out of 10,000 brain cells firing by canceling my goal, my replicate mind, and that, you know, we talked yesterday about carbon-based memory and the replicate mind, that all the mind can do with its content, or what we call the mind, and it really isn't a mind, but all it can do is just spit out whatever's in it, the good, the bad, or the ugly. So by canceling the goal, my replicate mind's reality collapses and gives me direct contact with the denied and dissociated parts of my carbon-based memory. Remember, we talked about this body. If we were to break down its elements, we would say its primary element is carbon, and that's where memory is stored. 
So that it, my denied and dissociated parts of carbon-based memory, which projects and blames others for its content. So here's the action step now. While holding love conscious, being having that heart chakra open, active and present, I now choose to cancel, pardon me, collapse my mind's lies by willingly canceling my goal for number one C, life, to give me healing and support me in being able to walk strongly. Now, for most people, when so they hear that, I, I it's like... I, can't, I cancel those goals. In, in, correct. I stay in my heart shop. I cancel those goals about being healthy and walking strongly. Exactly. Okay. Which most people would say, wait a minute, Michael, that's exactly backward. I mean, I deserve those things. And I say, yes, I agree with you. You deserve those things. But here's, here's where the power of this genius mind of Yeshua, to me, is just so brilliant that he teaches to cancel the goal that you're holding at any given moment the way you want it to be because that goal is what drives the perceptual constructs based in pain, based in rage or fear or diseases of any kind. So... You'll remember the Harvard research we talked about that says that in a time frame where 10,000 brain cells are firing, the maximum of data that goes into conscious awareness is nine bits, just a little tiny, tiny piece of it. Mm-hmm. And, of course, if, if 10,000 brain cells are firing and our perception is made up of only nine bits, something has to select which nine bits determines which nine bits of data your mind uses to build your perception at any moment is your goals. That's what drives the process. So if I've got a, a perceptual construct, if I'm just filled with rage and vengeance or whatever, and I look at the goal that I hold, you know, you'll notice, uh, you know, unless somebody's just a generally miserable person, you'll notice that if everybody in your life is following and fulfilling all the goals you have for them, you're a pretty happy camper. You, you know, you're, you're good with everybody. You'll yeah. notice the only time you're ever upset with anybody, again, unless you're just a generally miserable person, the only time you're ever upset some, with somebody is when they're not completing the goals you have for them or upset with yourself yeah. when you're not fulfilling the goal you have with yourself, right? Yeah. So this... Can't. I, and what I'm looking, when I'm looking at myself, I'm looking at typically I'm looking at what I default to. I, I'm looking at that I don't have those goals, that I'm in pain and not walking healthily, and that's the focus that I go to. So it would make sense to cancel that goal. Right. And, and, so as I cancel and, the goal, the focus and, collapses. The con- construct collapses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And when it collapses, it collapses in its own disintegrative energy. It's like it's a way to expose the unconscious data. You know, Carl Carl Jung says, we do not become enlightened by imagining images of light. We become enlightened by bringing our own darkness to the light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I cancel the goal, and I I use a visual. It's, It's not a very nice one, but it's one that is pretty much universal now. And that is, 
everybody's aware of or probably remembers, because we saw it hundreds of times, the 9-11 towers collapsing in on their own footprint. Yeah. When I cancel a goal, my perception collapses in, just like those towers on its own footprint. And now I've got access to the underlying pained content that I've been hiding from myself probably my whole life, that my power person hid from him or herself, that his or her power person hid from themselves and them, you know, these are where these generational patterns become reinforced until they become so powerfully embodied that they literally destroy our bodies. They literally destroy physiology. And so when I cancel the goal and that collapses, I now have direct access to what underlies my dis-ease, my pain, or my trauma. Yeah. So that's where you cancel that goal. And and what you would do is you would take, if, if we were writing it out at this moment, which we're not, you'd take your answer, you know, to be well, to walk solidly, to be healthy, and you'd bring it down to number five and cancel my need to be healthy to be well and to walk solidly and of course breathe and then number 5b this is the second piece of it now you know kind of not exactly literally but sort of literally if you look at that Harvard research so 10,000 brain cells are firing and my conscious awareness of made of, is made of nine bits of data so I kind of metaphorically, not meaning it absolutely literally, talk about that as we have a nine-bit mind, you know, in computer language, pretty small processing capacity. And if I think of, you know, this is an issue, I can look at, you know, we started the thing that motivated you wanting to do this worksheet you shared with me was that rage that was up for you. If I think of that rage and then I think about my power person's rage and maybe his power or her power person and hers and his and all the way, how long has that rage been going on in my bloodline for most of us? Quite a while. And is it is it logical or sensible that with a 9-bit processor, I can handle all that information, all that data, all of that energy. And it's like probably never going to happen, never going to happen. Just, just, you know, there's so much when you realize these are generational patterns, there's so much that's held that there's no way I could figure it out or process it in my head or in my 9-bit processor. And 2,000 years ago, Yeshua understood that, and he taught, that inside of us, there was, in the, in the context of computer language, there was a super processor. In Aramaic, the words are Rukhidikutsha. The words have been translated by the Greeks as the Holy Spirit, but it's nothing about a disembodied spirit being. When Yeshua spoke of Rukhidikutsha, he was saying to each person, inside of you, there is a feminine, and in Aramaic, it's, the word is gendered feminine. There's a feminine elemental force in you that if you invite it into activity will undo the effects of your errors and teach you the truth. 
That's what mm-hmm. the words Holy Spirit translate. So once you cancel the goal, then 5B is about inviting that power into activity. Now, we leave a blank there, 5B, I invite, uh, I usually, and we have the Aramaic words, Ruka de Kutcha, that's the, they're the words that have been translated as the Holy Spirit. I leave that blank, you know, like for instance in the A program, it's the higher power. Some people have called it the superconscious, the subconscious, the primordial X. I don't think it cares what we call it. I usually just put in that blank Ruka when I'm doing a worksheet, I short form it. Asking that power that's in me to take this over and process me through what I have no clue how to do on my own. So 5B, I invite higher power, Ruka Dukutcha, whatever term you use, Holy Spirit. And there are several things we suggest that one asks for at this point, and that is to incline me toward healing. You know, most people never touch the mainspring of their own behavior. And so if the generational pattern is, you know, the first thing we turn to when somebody's not fulfilling a goal, when somebody's, you know, our frustration is up, if the first thing we turn to is our rage, what we're saying to love is, you know, I really don't trust you for a damn. What I trust is my rage. And that's what most people turn to. So this first request is I'm asking this power in me to literally teach me and incline me toward healing and to restore me to that my newborn essence. You know, you started out, John, the same way as your daughter. When you look at that picture, you're of the same essence of love. Now, maybe and probably your power person didn't teach you that, gave you some different messages. <laughs> and so yeah. just just so so I'm asking to be restored to the truth of who I am, my newborn essence. I'm asking that power to help me to heal my own denial, the the pretense that what's going on inside of me comes from the outside. And the capacity I'm I'm asking to have healed the capacity to generate the emotion in number one B. So going back, I think that was rage when we filled that out. So, so I'm asking this power literally to heal in me the inclination toward rage or whatever the emotion is of the particular worksheet we're doing at the moment. And then to help me to open a direct conscious relationship with and gently remove the denied, dissociated, and projected parts of my carbon-based memory. So I'm asking several things of this elemental force that Yeshua speaks about to assist me in. And in essence, what I want to do at this point is just breathe and surrender into that. It's like, I don't know how to figure out why rage comes up in me and I trust it the way that, you know, my power person trusted his or her rage and the way that they're, I don't know how to undo that, but there is a power in you that does. And this is a request asking that power to support you in it. So I'm just okay. going through and reading 5B. Are you able to look at Facebook right now? I can. I've got a note to you. Where you are the only person who can see it besides me. And, I, and, I, okay. and I'm wondering if you can see this, this uh, what I've written. Are you saying in, in, in Messenger? No, not in Messenger in the regular timeline. 
Oh, just can put in Facebook. Okay. Oh, just a second. Let me get there. Posted it under your name. Just a second. It's, uh, it's yeah. not showing up. But let me name, just do a search. I got J.M. Rice there. I can... I'm just going to your page just a second here. Yeah. I'll just put over here. Okay, yeah, if you can put it in Messenger because it's not showing up on my page. Yeah. And when I look at it, seeing the, the first post I'm seeing is one you did today okay, at 930. There you go. Take a look. Take a look. Okay. Messenger. Right on track. Last sentence. Asking divine love to incline me towards healing, and one more thing you said after that. Uh, to well, it's to incline me toward healing, heal my denial, yep. heal my restore denial. me to to love. Yeah, heal my denial, restore me to love. This is all written in number five B. Okay. Heal my denial. I, I don't. Okay. Heal my capacity to generate the emotion of rage. Heal, oh, heal my capacity. Ah, that's what it was. Yeah. To generate the emotion of rage. My emotion of rage. Mm-hmm. Okay. And help so me open direct contact. Do what? Yeah, it's like, how how would life be if no matter what happened in your world, your physiology couldn't generate rage if you wanted to? You know what that would do, John? That would take all of the pressure off of your dura and the cerebral spinal system and let it expand. And I'd just offer that that's probably the core of what needs to happen for this pressure to go down and your physiology to change. If you just had, like, no matter what happened, no matter how badly things were going, if John Constantine could not produce rage in his physiology, everything would change. Very good. So that's what Very you're good. asking Rook. That's what you're asking Rook for here. Yes. Good. And that's then nothing to it. Yeah. And then I'm asking to help help with opening a direct conscious relationship and gently remove the parts of me I've hidden from myself. So whatever's at the root of this, and, and what usually comes up at this point is something involving a power person who modeled the behavior based in the rage that I want to heal and how I was the recipient of that rage. And when I can, and, and for most people, that's so painful, they can't even fathom going there. And that's why there's that earlier set of, of instructions in the worksheet that says, yeah, I'm willing to face this. I'm willing to go through the physical, mental, and emotional symptoms of healing. And what we carry around inside of us that literally – go ahead. Okay, the last thing I – you can see in the messenger what I've typed. How would it be in my world if I could not generate rage – 
even if I wanted to. And then you had one or two steps after that, which I got kind of got lost on. Okay. You see it? Yep. I've got it. Heal my denial. Heal my capacity to generate the emotion of rage. How would it be? Okay. All right. And then I'm I'm asking to be empowered to be able to stay connected to this space of love and embrace the experience that brought rage for me into this energy system I call my body-mind unit, a device that's designed for love. Where did this rage come from? How did I ever develop this? Well, I, I, you know, it's having, pretty easy. I'm having trouble grabbing onto this part. And then ask okay. to be empowered, connected to this experience, and what? To be able to embrace this, the experience that taught me, in this case, to be able to embrace this experience that taught me rage. I'm, being, I'm asking Ruka to assist me in being able to embrace this, to access it, to become aware of it, and let it move in me. Okay. And that might be, you know, the experience, and I have no idea of your family history, so this is just I'm pulling this out of the air. That might be the experience of a kid of two who when dad well, came my, home late from work father, one day. My father was a rageaholic. So that might be the memory that comes. Or, and it isn't necessary that an actual direct memory comes, but oftentimes it will just process as an energy. Like sometimes people will feel energy in different parts of their body, and they'll go, wow, that's, that's rage. Phew. And, and I want to keep breathing, and I want to stay connected to that active presence of love because that's what dissolves it. That's the rose and the butterfly story. Uh-huh. Make sense? Yes, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Then once you've done that, then in 6A, and we're down to just a minute or so, so maybe we can complete this. 6A, how do you feel? So as you cancel that and ask that power to go to work, where where you go with feeling? How are you feeling when you do that? I'm feeling peaceful. Cancel my need to be peaceful. Okay. So then 6A would be peace. And then 6B, if you look at the whole situation around this disease process that your physiology is going through, how does that look to you now? If you just let yourself be with that, what goes on in your mind when you think about that? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get back to where you are. I was over in over in over in messenger typing. I, oh, okay. okay. I now I I now feel I now uh, feel peaceful, empowered. I, okay, empowered. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so instead of helpless, hopeless rage, I'm going to be in this for life. There's a sense of empowerment. Yeah, that's the kind of shift that we're looking for with the forgiveness process, and then. Just quickly, uh, the third step in six uh, is I ask to be shown a time when I have not fulfilled the goal. And that one really isn't so applicable here, doing a worksheet like this. But the, the last, the seventh step, Prince of the Universe is that by giving, I first get the original. And 
I step into gratitude for this awareness and this opportunity to heal. I choose truth and perfect love. And now, based on number three, this whole situation you've gone through, what would be a loving goal? If you were to set a goal in your mind that every time I think about life, instead of being angry, rageful, why is it doing this to me, what, what goal could you set for life itself that would be based in love? And that would be the final step of the worksheet. That would go to my heart chakra and breathe every time. There you go. That's the completion of your, your first worksheet, my friend. That's first century Aramaic forgiveness. That's how it works. Awesome piece of work, John. Renaz, Renaz. Thank you, Michael. Dr. I'm Michael, honored thank you. and delighted. I am honored and delighted that you were ready to do this and that you trusted us enough. You shared some pretty intimate stuff, and it's very powerful, and I appreciate it. Thank you, Senor. I love you. Appreciate you. All right. Lots of love and blessings, and the show's going to cut us off any second. So we'll just say, everybody, thanks for joining us. Have the best year yet of your eternal life. It's an awesome gift to give the world. Blessings. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.